Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's conversation. And this week, it's back to just me, at least for now. Uh, I've got a couple things in the works that I am really excited about. I've got some uh, tremendous feedback from uh, several people on last week's episode on grief. So thank you so much for reaching out to me. And again, if you have questions, comments, ideas, thoughts, suggestions, whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, please feel free to uh, let me know. Shoot me a text if you've got my number. If you don't, you can send me an email, ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And I would love to hear your, uh, hear your thoughts. We've been talking about grief because, as I mentioned a f- couple of weeks ago, my mother-in-law passed away after a, a long uh, off and on illness. <laughs> she was diagno- diagnosed about four years ago with cancer. And I don't know if I have the timelines right, but it seems to me that she had chemo radiation that uh, kind of uh, put her back in remission. And then it came back and chemo radiation put her back in remission remission, and then it came back, and the third time it just did not respond to treatment. Well, about the same time that that happened, about four years ago, my dad had a stroke, and so his decline has been different, but it's been, uh, there have been some parallels in some ways, and so I've been talking to some of my siblings and my mom about the path that he's on. There are a couple things that have have, uh, just been on my mind as we watch his uh, his decline. We got... uh, a nice gift basket. It was a uh, fruit and cheese and uh, just a, a, a nice gift basket from my brother. And he referenced the sacred, I think he called it a sacred transition. And I just love that idea with the understanding that we have in the, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We have a, an understand, understanding of what we call the plan of salvation. And that is the plan that we have that we each have uh, that uh, Jesus Christ is a central part of his atonement is what makes the plan work. And in short, we lived before this life, we call it the pre-mortal existence or the pre-earth life. We lived with our father in heaven. We're born onto this earth in order to gain experience and to, to receive bodies. And then after we pass, there is a life after death. Uh, my, mother-in-law's sister shared some of her thoughts and she's not a believer. And her observation was, as we shared some of our uh, feelings of comfort and peace, as my mother-in-law passed, my wife's aunt said that she could absolutely understand the peace that 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 belief can bring. A few episodes I talked about why I believe. And that's another thing, just the peace that I feel as I consider the plan that our Father in Heaven has set up for us. And as I have uh, had some of the same feelings, some of the, some of the th- same thoughts about my dad and his sacred transition, his, his transition is taking a different form. And it's long and it's difficult and it's frustrating and it's um, painful to watch. Uh, 
some things that uh, just, uh, and this is not what I planned on talking about today. I actually have some other things that I wanted to discuss, but um, his dementia is pretty significant. And early, early on, he was able to hide it. People would come in and ask things like, who's the president? And he knew the answer to that because it was some jerk. <laughs> I, I don't know who the president needs to be or that necessarily needs to be any specific person, but it usually is some jerk. And um, so he was able to, to hide it with his sense of humor. And he's getting to the point now where it's just difficult to hide his, uh, his ability to, to recall things, names and that sort of thing has certainly been compromised. So, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I've wondered what that experience must be like for the individual. We watched my mother-in-law as she, there were times that she seemed agitated. She seemed a little bit, um, maybe anxious about what was happening, but there were also times that she seemed very uh, at peace. Uh, at one point she signed to us, she kind of spoke and, and it was difficult to understand, but she signed there all around. And so again, back to why I believe there's some things in there that I think uh, give me a, a sense of peace that uh, this is not all there is. So what I was going to talk about today, actually totally different. I am uh, super excited about my calling right now in the church. My assignment is to teach the elders quorum, which is the men's group. Every other Sunday, we meet together as uh, as men and have a discussion about things that were discussed in our, our semi-annual general conference. This coming weekend is our general conference, and so my uh, thoughts will be turned to what types of things I would like to discuss in future meetings. And the, the, the talk that we, that we uh, discussed was from Elder Clark Gilbert, who gave a talk about, he called it the, um, well, the subtitle was The Parable of the Slope. The thing that was interesting to me was in the first paragraph, and I didn't pull it up to get the exact quote, but he said that uh, in his early development, he was not the smartest kid in the class. In fact, he his attempts to join the advanced placement classes failed, and he didn't have a whole lot of success from a, a scholastic standpoint uh, until he was on his mission. And his, his quote was something like, and he decided to include the Lord in his personal development. And I'd never considered that. I never thought about that. And we've had conversations in the past about goals. And uh, if you go back and listen to that, you can hear some of my, <laughs> some of my opinions and attitudes about goals. But I, I spent a lot of time thinking about what does that mean to systematically include the Lord in your development? So I, the way I teach these lessons, I, I don't teach. I just, I ask questions. One of the things that I believe I've been blessed with is the ability to ask good questions that make people think. Certainly they make me think. And if there's something that at my advanced age have not thought about or a perspective that I've not taken, then it can cause me enough pause that I might actually get some really introspective um, insights. And so that's exactly what happened. As, as I was discussing this, we uh, spent about 40 minutes on this question. What does it mean to involve, to systematically involve the Lord in your development? And I had some really interesting uh, insights that were shared that I'm not going to get into all of those, but the one that really struck me was something that just came to my mind that uh, I thought I would share. And so lucky you, <laughs> you get to hear my insights. Um, the 
thing that was uh, kind of the context that I set up was there are some people that I know that pray about everything. They'll pray about, should I, and it, I don't know this for sure, but just some of the comments that I've heard, should I uh, wear the blue shirt or the green shirt today? Um, should I take this route or that route to work? And there are some people, I would imagine that that when they uh, consider the counsel given in Alma 37, 37, that says, counsel with the Lord in all thy doings, and he will direct thee for good, that they tend to, or at least the, the reports that I've heard, the way that they've talked about their uh, experiences, it sounds to me like they ask everything. And, uh, and then they base their, uh, their actions on whether or not they feel like they've got an answer to proceed in one, one way or another. And I'm maybe the opposite. I don't know if that is complete opposite end of the spectrum, but I'll just act. I'll just act. And, um, as an example, I'm making some plans to go visit my parents this weekend. Spring break is, is coming. And I want to, I want to spend a little bit of time with my, with my mom to help support her, but also to spend whatever time I can with my dad, just to, um, uh, share some of those, uh, those last moments. And I don't know how long he's going to be around. But I haven't. I've not prayed about it. I've not prayed. Should I go? Should I go for how long? Should I go? Uh, what day should I show up? What day? What day should I leave? Should I rent a car? Should I Uber? I I have not involved the Lord in really any way aside from the fact that um, I have my uh, regular uh, morning evening prayers and I do my best to um, have a, a constant prayer in my heart. There. Um, was a podcast that I listened to a couple weeks ago, uh, the LDS Living podcast with Elder David Bednar, and the the quote that I remember was a, a quote about, and I don't remember if he referenced it or if he actually discussed it in this podcast. But there was a quote about um, how do I know if something, if a thought is mine or if it comes from the Spirit? And he talked about how, as baptized member of the church, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, we have the right to the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost. And he described that what that means is that we have the right to be constantly guided by the Holy Ghost, which I interpreted as I don't need to ask every question about every decision or every direction that I might consider. And if I am uh, following the right path, then then I'll feel pretty much the same because I have constant companionship of the Holy Ghost. I may not feel a strong burning in my bosom or uh, a, a, a booming yes, that this is right, or booming no, this is not right. And uh, so that kind of overlaying my thoughts about systematically involving the Lord in my, in my development I thought, okay, so maybe maybe I'm not off base by not praying about every little decision, every social media post or every um, decision that I might make. But then something came to my mind as I was discussing this lesson and uh, it kind of made it a, l- a little bit clearer for me. And so I'm just going to share that with you. And that's really all that I have that I wanted to talk about today. And then we'll uh, see what happens <laughs> as a result. Um, I do have a couple of people that have reached out with ideas, and I've got a couple of things in the works that uh, as soon as we can get time, some time scheduled, then I, that we're going to have some continued discussions on uh, faith versus uh, 
denial or hope versus denial, as well as some more conversations about uh, comfort, grieving. We talked about uh, comfort, my comfort versus, I should say, my discomfort versus your discomfort. And uh, so I'm looking forward to those. But as I was teaching this lesson, just the image came to my mind about a standard workday for me. I am an offload-onload manager at FedEx, which means that when the planes land in Indianapolis, my team takes all of the freight off the planes. And most of the freight is in containers, and so we take all the containers off. And then after everything's been sorted, put into new containers going out to the right destinations, we load the planes with the new containers, new freight. And that's what we do all night. And I, I enjoy it. And um, as a manager, there are a lot of times I get calls from my manager asking, what's going on? What's going on with this team or what's going on at this uh, aircraft gate? And so I've instructed my, my leadership on my team that if there's anything at all that's going to be a surprise, I need them to let me know. So for example, there have been times that as they're trying to pull a container off the plane, it gets wedged. It gets wedged in the doorway and they can't get it moved. I want to know. I want to know about that. Um, sometimes they are uh, short drivers. They don't have enough people to take all of the containers off the plane. We need to get some additional help. And so I want to know. I want to know if they're hitting that bottleneck. Um, each container will sit on a, on a dolly. And sometimes, um, recently we've been experienced a dolly shortage. And so if they are scrambling, trying to find dollies and they can't, and that's delaying their offload, then I want to know about that. And there are times that I just want to know so that I can pass the information along. I'm going to let my boss know, Hey, this is what's happening. I just want to give you a heads up and I'm not going to do anything about it. They can figure it out. And there are times that my presence is required there might be a, a piece of equipment that's that's damaged or or broken and i need to get out and i need to do an investigation i need to ask questions i need to take pictures and things like that so i may get personally uh, very involved as an example over the last couple of days we've had high winds and so yesterday i gave my team the instruction that if they had empty containers coming off of a plane they needed to let me know so i could be at the gate that was the time that i needed to be personally involved and then there are times that I don't have a way of fixing the problem necessarily, but I have resources or I have access to resources. And so I will reach out to my peer group and ask for assistance. And that might be a, an extra driver, or that might be uh, information on where we can find dollies or different things like that. So it hit me that the only way that I could have that level of engagement, that that level of support for my team is if if they reach out to me and let me know. And I thought, what if that's kind of what it means to systematically involve the Lord in my development? What if I just told him, uh, if we're talking about goals, for example, hey, this is my goal. I'm going to set this goal. This is my target. This is what I want to accomplish. This is why. And this is what I want to achieve as a result. And there might be times that as I go through my, this, um, achieving this goal, that, uh, Resources will be funneled my way, whether that's um, ideas or it could be uh, people who could be mentors. Maybe nothing will happen and it's just uh, maybe a comfort knowing that I have uh, the Lord on my side. And maybe there might be times that he directly intervenes and tells me what I should do or shouldn't do. In the Book of Mormon, there's a story about the brother of Jared and he asks three questions as he's been commanded to build uh, barges. 
to get his family uh, across the sea. And, and his first question is, well, how are we going to steer? And the answer that God gives him is, don't worry about that. I'll take care of it. Second question is, how are we going to breathe? And he got some specific instructions. What you'll do is you'll cut a hole in the top and in the bottom of your barge and stop them up so that when um, you need fresh air, you can open those up, you can let the air in, and if water starts coming in, then you can plug it back up. And then the third question that he asked is, what do we do about light? How do we see inside these completely um, enclosed barges? And the answer that he got was different from the other two answers. It was, what do you want me to do? And so that hit me. Those two scenarios, the way that I have asked my team to interact with me at work and this uh, response from the brother of Jared helped me understand in a new way what it might mean for me to systematically involve the Lord in my development. What if I just share with him what I'm doing? Not to ask permission, um, not to even necessarily ask for blessings or for specific um, achievements as I work towards my my development. But what if I just make that available? And, th- and then if there might be times that I need help and I can ask for those things as I, as I pray. And there may be times that he lets me figure it out on my own. And there may be times that he funnels resources and there may be times that he directly steps in to solve the problem. It um, became a lot more meaningful to me as I thought about how I have interacted with my team at work and that maybe, maybe this is what it means. So I just wanted to share that, give you something else to think about. Maybe you've thought of that already and maybe this is something new. Hopefully um, it makes a difference. I, by the way, absolutely love hearing feedback from you as you have uh, reached out to let me know when uh, something resonates. That means the world to me. So thank you so much. Um, if you know somebody who might, uh, have something interesting to share, um, let them know, reach out to me. I would love to have conversations that help us uh, find new and, uh, meaningful ways that we can, uh, engage with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for, for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? <laughs>